thinking about as, as uh, we were singing and worshiping is just how awesome it is to sit in a Bible study and just how many things can be revealed to us in a simple Bible study, you know, just as how God does it. And I just remember that's how I started learning about God. Just somebody invited me to a Bible study. And prior to that, I didn't have any knowledge of God. I didn't, uh, the, the Bible I had was dusty and had never been opened before that someone gave me, and I don't even know who it was, but um, someone just sat me down and, and had a Bible study with me. And I just found the things of God very interesting, even though they were brand new foreign concepts I'd never heard before my whole uh, you know, life growing up. But at the age of 21, you know, God just got a hold of me and started teaching me these things. And I just I pray that every time you get an opportunity to hear the word, that you just remain teachable. And I think that is a part of, of, of continued discipleship uh, is being and remaining teachable. In other words, relying on God and just just recognizing that none of us have it all down. None of us have the bigger picture, but God does. And that if you stay hungry and thirsty for him, he will continue to feed you. And, and show he shows us greater things, deeper things. And that's what I pray tonight. And I, I just know that, and I want to encourage you tonight if I could, that I know that each and every one of us has a message to share with somebody. Each and every one of us can encourage somebody in our path, in our sphere of influence, someone we work with, maybe a neighbor, but we've got something to share with them. So I, I pray that every time you get an opportunity to learn more about God, that you make it a point that, God, whatever you show me tonight, I'm going to share with somebody. And watch what God does. I just believe he gives us more if we continue in that pattern. So tonight... Um, as we uh, look into the Word of God, and if you've been following your devotionals, you'll recognize that we're still in John chapter 6. Last week, we, of course, talked about Jesus, right? He's feeding the thousands, you know, and again, past, and even Pastor touched base on this uh, last Sunday evening, and if you haven't heard that message, I highly encourage you to listen to that message um, about storms that Pastor shared uh, last Sunday evening was amazing, and it goes very well with our message tonight, which is also on storms. But as I read through the, the book of John chapter 6, we just, see, we just see this compelling from God of commitment from the thousands to um, eventually, I don't know how many disciples uh, were there when they, when they eventually decided to walk away from Jesus, you know, but then we see the 12, and then we see Peter stand up and say, you know, where would we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. So it's not that uh, I, I just know that God is always feeding and providing his goodness. But I think there's the end game there is that you and I can reach a level of commitment, whatever, whatever that is to God. You know, he will accept it. You know, um, I think our biggest thing we can do is just be willing. Whatever, just remain willing, and God does the rest. You know, willingness will take us a long way with the Lord. And none of us on our own can say that we have anything that is ours, right? Whatever it is, whatever ability and whatever talent, whatever God has given us, none, none of us can say it's ours. You know, but what God does is he helps us understand that we are simply stewards of everything that he has provided. And that that's a great place to be because it just takes so much pressure off me. I don't know about you just to realize that none of this is mine anyways. Yeah. So, Lord, how can I use it to glorify you? Amen. 
you know, how can I use my life to give you praise and glory? And I think that that is a, a place that I am continuing to find that God compels me to go further into, you know, not that we could ever earn or deserve or uh, impress God enough to deserve these things, but we just simply follow the Lord into that. And followership is a, a profound and, and, and clear teaching in the scriptures. And so we're going to be talking about that a little bit more on Sunday morning as well. But John chapter 6, we find another story um, where his disciples find themselves, of course, if you remember and if you've read through John 6, um, we, we know that Jesus, after he fed the thousands, right, he went up into a mountain. Remember, they tried to, they tried to force him to be their king, and he wasn't having anything, he wouldn't have anything to do with that because that wasn't his purpose in terms of what, they're, what they wanted. He went up to a mountain, and he told his disciples to simply go, right, sail away. And, and I know that they had similar experiences with Jesus on the sea. At one point, and we're going to read about this a little bit too, that remember earlier in, in the Gospels where Jesus was with them in the boat, right? And they were in a storm, and he simply calmed that storm. Well, in this case, in John 6, Jesus was not with them in the boat. So um, the text, the specific text we're going to be reading tonight comes from John chapter 6 verses 16 through 21, and it says this, And when even was come was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship and they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. And isn't it amazing, and this is something that was pointed out in the devotional, how God is always greater than the storms that we deal with in our lives, right? So they, we see that they were a little, they were afraid. They saw Jesus walking on the water, right? And they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what it was at first, and they didn't recognize him, right? But Jesus as, simple, as soon as he said, it is I, be not, be not afraid, they recognized who it was. Now, I wanted to share that, but also, the, uh, as I referenced earlier, their, their example or their experience on the sea in Mark chapter 4, right? And sort of contrast these two stories here, or these two um, uh, situations. But in Mark chapter 4, in verses 37 through 41, it says, And there rose a great storm of wind, and the, we the waves beat upon the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest not thou that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So as I referenced earlier, so we have two kind of uh, similar examples here, but the difference is obviously one time Jesus was with them in the ship, and the second time he was not. 
So as we live for God, we will discover God is not formulaic, right? Sometimes we experience different, uh, similar things. Sometimes they're a little different, but similar situations. And maybe God will answer a certain way in this situation, right? And sometimes he will answer differently in maybe a, that same type of scenario. So we got to recognize that God is not always going to do the, the same thing every time, right? And so I, see, I think we can see that example. There is a clear example of that, that, that concept. He does not do everything the same way every time, and that's okay. That just tells us that he's God and we're not. It just tells me that I just got to trust God every time there is a storm, right? And, and I think that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to rely upon him. Just like we're gathered together in the middle of the week, right? To me, that gives me the opportunity to, to express to God how much I need to rely on him to get me through this week, you know? But also just recognize that, man, it is a privilege to gather together. It's a privilege to pray. You know, and these simple things, these simple things that maybe the world doesn't think much of or even scoffs at or mocks, the simple things like Bible studies and prayer, Man, that's where, that's where it's really going on. That's where you and I can receive strength. And I rejoice in that because I know how the world perceives these things. And that encourages me. That I know that the world probably doesn't think much of this, but I know what God thinks of it. And that's where I want to be. And God just confirms that word continually, that these are the, the simple things will bring us great uh, encouragement, revelation, understanding draws us closer to the Lord and these things are invaluable so I'm thankful to be here tonight I'm thankful that I can come here and know that man this is where I can meet the Lord this these are the things that matter to God and I want them to matter to me and 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 I believe that intentionality will take us a long way with our walk with God being intentional about the things of God amen so we can start saying, God, I may not understand what you're doing, but I know I can still trust you, yeah. right? And I think a lot of that is we continue to live for God. We start seeing these landmarks that we can reference that I know God delivered me out of this storm before. I know that God has helped me before when I was sick or I was on financial peril or I was struggling or there was fear. So I know he'll do it again. Yeah. He's a faithful God. Right. He might do it a little differently this time, but regardless, he is faithful, isn't he? Amen. To, to help us out in our time of need. So I'm thankful that we recognize that truth and we can grow in that truth. So raise your hand if you have ever been discouraged that God didn't answer your prayer, maybe exactly this, the way you prayed it. Amen. Right. Look around. So how do you deal with that discouragement? When God doesn't answer your, your and our, our prayers the way we think he should. The word, I love that. All things, right? Because we can find examples in the word, right? And, and the other thing about the word, I, I'm glad you said that, sister, is that the, the word of God teaches us what things to pray for, how to pray. We get God's perspective on what really matters, Right? And we can look at our own lives and think, just see where our own testimony of, of the things we used to pray for before we had any knowledge of God, right? And now the things we're praying for, now that we've learned the word, 
we study God's word and we start recognizing, oh, that thing I used to pray for maybe wasn't all that important. Thank you, Lord, for not answering that prayer. Amen. But but then God teaches us to pray effective kingdom prayers. Right. We can get involved with praying and through his spirit, we can start getting involved with intercessory prayer. We can start participating with God and really making a difference, right? And something that comes to my mind a lot is I hear talk shows on the radio and stuff like that, uh, which is kind of hard to avoid at work because it's always going and things like that. But, but I, there was a time in my life where I used to really heavily rely on talk shows and podcasts to get my information, to stay what I thought, uh, you know, aware of what was going on in the world, you know, politically and all these things. And, I, you know, there was a sort of a sense of empowerment there. And I'm not saying those things are bad or wrong, um, but what I will say is that none of those things really help me fight those battles. You know, we get, we get angry when we hear about these things. I get it. And I see how those, uh, those, those things used to stir me up, right? And I felt almost like I was on getting on the right side of things by listening and buying into these things. But I've learned now, being in the apostolic faith, that one of the most empowering things you and I can get involved with is learning how to pray in the Spirit. And I didn't really have an understanding of what that was before coming to a place like this. But how awesome is that? We know that God changes things when we're travailing in prayer. If you were here last night, what a powerful night of prayer we had. It was powerful. And I just remember getting the text about what was going on there in Sheridan. And as soon as I opened that up and started praying, I could just feel the Holy Ghost right there in my truck at work. You know, and I just thought, wow, this is awesome. But as we grow in the Lord, as we grow spiritually, we can get more involved in spiritual warfare, going to prayer in the spirit and letting God do so many things. And, and maybe there's some things that God will show us that had happened because of that prayer. But maybe we, will, we won't know until we're in, in his presence one day in heaven, right? The things that he did. But we know that that is something God wants us to be involved with. How empowering is that? Is there anything more impactful than that, right? All the talk shows that are talking and all the talking heads, right? They, I know that they probably have good intentions, but man, if they could get a hold of this and they could start receiving the Holy Ghost, right, and being empowered by God's Spirit, there's no force greater than that. And I just have to share that because I'm, I'm, I'm coming to understand that more in my own life. That, man, we can really get involved in these things. We can make a difference, right? And I think sometimes maybe it's just a, a, a part of our humanity where we want to see the difference we make right away. We give to charity or we do something that's a good cause, right? And I get that. We want to see that. But, man, by faith we can know that I am making a difference in this prayer, that when I get on my knees tonight, I'm going to go to battle for somebody. I'm going to go to battle for my community, for my law enforcement, for the government that's, uh, that's in power now, for my neighborhood, for my family. And we can trust that God is going to do something. How many tonight can attest to the fact well, that you, when you've prayed like that, God has done something and you have seen the difference that God has made. That's exciting. 
that's something I want to be involved with, you know? And no matter what storms we're going through, we can still go to God like that in prayer, and we know that he's going to be there for us. He is waiting. I believe God is, is, is excited when you and I partner with him and these kind of prayers in Jesus' name. So that's awesome. Even though God doesn't answer my prayer the way I think it should be answered, that's okay. I can be okay with that. I'm going to continue in the faith. I'm going to keep praying. We've been learning lately about that persistent prayer, right? That shameless persistence in our prayers, that importunity. Man, keep knocking on that door. Keep praying, right? Until something happens. Pray until something happens. Don't give up on your prayers. So sometimes, and the, uh, a point, one of the points I'd like to make here too, number two, I guess, I, I kind of... Uh, that first point about as we live for God, we discover God is not formulaic. That was point number one. Point number two is sometimes we become fearful like the disciples did, or sometimes we don't think God cares, or that maybe we aren't good enough or spiritual enough to get his attention. But Jesus can be found in any storm, whether it's a storm we created, like Pastor was sharing Sunday night, right? Maybe it's a, a storm that someone else created, right? Anyone have any uh, Eurocladons this week or going on in life? You know, we learned about that Sunday night. Or maybe it's a, a, prayer, a storm that God has brought our way. So we learned about those three storms Sunday night. But no matter what prayer or what storm it is, you know, we can become fearful. That is part of our nature, right? But we don't have to give in to that fear. We don't have to let it dominate us. We can have an overcoming attitude. We can, have, we can let God replace that fear with faith, amen? In Mark, Mark 6 and 48, this was a really great, awesome point I found in the devotional, but Mark 6 and 48, in a similar situation, it says, he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Now that's Mark's version of what we just read in John 6. But what Mark makes a point of saying here is that Jesus saw them toiling in the rowing. What's that mean? That sometimes when we're toiling, right, we may not feel or see Jesus at all. You ever been there? Like, God, where are you? You know, I don't feel you. What's going on? But we can be assured by this example that Jesus sees us in our toiling. We can have that confidence. The Bible is very clear that he has never left us or forsook us. Or he will never do that to us, right? He will never leave us. So Jesus sees us even when we may not understand what is going on. Or maybe we are fearful. Jesus knows. He does care and is always available to help us in our time of need. Let us always remember the words of Jesus when we may be experiencing fear in our lives. He simply said, and remember this, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. So we would do well to remember the encouragement that Jesus gives us during these times, right? What are some temptations we kind of feel at times, maybe when we're going through a storm? Separate, right? Wow. Were you doing your devotional, sister? It's awesome. 
But yeah, that's the very point we're, gonna, we're, we're heading towards is why do some people isolate from other people or even from God when they face a storm? You ever felt that? You've, that you're yourself doing that, isolating, thinking that somehow this is going to work itself out? Or, man, it, it, somehow this is what I need to do? It's a temptation. It's part of our nature that we all experience that God, right, he knows about. He sees that, and we don't have to give in to that. But we can know, and we don't have to isolate, right? God is able. He's faithful. As, as we just read, he says, as a reminder, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. We're going to watch this short video, but think about maybe why. Why we have the tendency to isolate, right, from one another, from God. Exodus 3.14, God told Moses, I am who I am. In Hebrew, that's Yah Asher Yah. And that means I'm the God of all potentials. If you need a, a deliverer from Egypt, I'm your God. If you need a, a savior, you'll find that in me. Now, when the Old Testament was translated into the common Greek language, that phrase from the Hebrew was translated Ego emi. Now, emi already means I am in Greek, but by adding the word ego, it means I, I am, and it's a special way to emphasize who God is. In the New Testament, Jesus used this verb in a special way. He said, uh, before Abraham was, I am. He was making a claim that he was in fact the God of the Old Testament. In the book of John, seven times, Jesus claims, ego me, I am. Now, all the Gospels record similar instances of this usage. Now, in our narrative, where Jesus walks on the water in Mark, in Mark chapter 6, verse 50, he makes three claims. First, he says, be of good cheer. And that means, take courage. Secondly, he says, ego me. In other words, I'm the I am. And for that reason, he makes the third claim, that proclamation, do not be afraid. Because we know Jesus, the very I am of the Old Testament, we too can live with courage and we do not have to fear regardless of the storm because he is our I am and we can trust in him. Amen. I hope that you find that to be the rock and the foundation of your faith, that you know that Jesus is the great I am, right? He is the self-existing one, right? The Bible says he inhabits eternity. I love that, right? Jesus is the almighty God. That is why he was able to calm that storm. And I love that we can see Jesus being fully God, but we see, we see at times his humanity on display, right, in the garden. And that, to me, connects with me so powerfully that he, he was willing to subject himself to that, but at the same time, he's God, right? He's almighty God in the name of Jesus. Jesus, of course, can walk on whatever worries us, right? Just like he walked on that water. He can walk on whatever causes us fear, right? None of that, right, has any power against him. 
It says here, whatever is troubling us or causing fear in our lives. We all have fears. Perhaps we have a fear of something in our past creeping up again. Or perhaps we fear being alone in life. Right? Perhaps we have fears about our future. But that fear does not have to dictate what we do. That fear does not have to define us. That fear does not have to drive us. Right? Because we have Jesus. We have the Jesus of the Bible to encourage us. We have the Jesus who we just read about saying, be of good cheer, right? Do not fear. And the Bible says that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. To me, that also means no accusation against us shall prosper. No shame shall prosper, right? No addiction in my life shall prosper. Nothing in my past will prosper or prevail over me in Jesus' name. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Remember that. Pray that when you feel fearful in Jesus' name. It says here, no weapon, uh, uh, um, moving on here, it says, um, because we have put on Christ, for as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. And that's the confidence we have being in the church. The Bible says, by one spirit, we are baptized into his body. Right. And when we become part of his body, we are part of his body. We can have that confidence that I have put on Christ. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have put him on. Right. I don't have to take him off. Can we sort of lay that aside? Yeah, We can at times. But we recognize really quick that, man, without God, I am I am nothing. Right. But through Christ, I can do all things, right? If I stay attached to that vine known as Christ, that is my source. He can, he can become my continual source of strength and encouragement and confidence, right? And, and we are living in a day and age where people are hungry. They're looking for someone to be strong. They're looking for someone who does and is willing to stand and have faith in their God. Remember Daniel. Right? Who loved his God. And he was willing to stand for his God, even on his knees, right? No matter what that cost him. But Daniel liked faith to be in this world. People are attracted to that, right? And God will use us to draw people to him. We can be those vessels, we can be that conduit in these days. Who is he that condemneth? The Bible says, It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again who was even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Amen. I think of that scripture when I'm feeling that things in my past are trying to bring me shame or condemnation, that, wait a minute, who is he that condemneth, right? Who has any authority to do that? The one who does died for us, right? He's the ultimate authority. Remember what Daniel means. God is my judge. God is my judge. And when we have that confidence, we'll know that, hey, the only one I need to please is Jesus. Right? He's my authority. And when we allow him to be our authority, man, things can really start to happen for us in the kingdom of God. So as we close here, I want, you to, I want to encourage you that no matter where you're at, whatever storm you're going through, maybe it's a dry season in your life where you feel like not a whole lot's happening. 
But we can be assured through the Word of God that every day is an opportunity to prepare right, ourselves for the Lord, to be in tune with the Spirit of God, right, to be in right standing with Him. And there's nothing else that matters more than that. Every day is an opportunity to draw closer to God in our prayers, maybe just pray a little longer, be a little more committed every day. And when we fall from that, we know we serve a God who is just and merciful and is a lot, will pick us right back up. And we can keep walking in that confidence. But the, the, the enemy is always trying to destroy our confidence in the Lord. Right? The Bible says, The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. Right? And we, but we can have the confidence that if I'm praying consistently and I'm in God's word and I'm seeking God, that nothing, no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. So tonight, if you are willing to continue to follow Jesus in the storms of your life, and maybe you've struggled a little bit, but if you still are willing to follow him, you want to be more committed in these trying times, because we will have those trying times. It's just a matter of time, right? And maybe you're in one, but whether you're in one or not, we know that we can stay strong in the Lord. And so tonight as we close, I want to encourage you to think about the people that you work with. Think about the people that God puts in your path every day and ask the Lord, God, how can I serve you today? How can I meet the need of this person? Maybe they're going through a storm. Maybe you can share with them the words of Jesus and the examples we read about tonight. These devotionals, if you, if you use them, again, I just want to reemphasize this. These are fantastic Bible studies. They are amazing Bible studies, right? And whether you feel like you're able to teach a Bible study or not, you can just simply follow this, right, this teaching. Just read it if you have to. And God can open up doors. He gives us words, right? He will teach us, and there's been so many times as I'm sharing with people that God brings to my mind things I wasn't even thinking about, right, to share with people. So tonight, as we close, if you could close your eyes and lift up your hands. In the name of Jesus, we, Lord, thank you for your word. We thank you for your examples. Lord, that you